Welcome to the Military OneSource podcast. Military OneSource is an official program of the Defense Department with tools, information, and resources to help families navigate all aspects of military life. For more information, visit militaryonesource.mil. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Bruce Moody. If you are a military spouse or a active duty spouse who has left an abusive relationship and your service member spouse has been separated due to domestic or child abuse, you may be eligible for help to get you back on your feet, and it's called transitional compensation. Joining me today are uh, Marissa Thompson and Dr. Naja Barton from the Defense Department's Family Advocacy Program. Welcome to the both of you. Thanks for having us, Bruce. Thank you so much. It's good to have you with us. Marissa, let's start with you, but let me just start with something really general. If a victim leaves an abusive relationship, what support services are available? Uh, So first, the victim should probably make outreach to their local victim advocate at their installation. Um, The victim advocate can help with safety planning, risk assessment. They can provide information about different reporting options, uh, advocate for the victim for military and civilian protective orders, provide support during medical or legal appointments if the victim needs it, and also link to resources both inside and outside the gate. Uh, The victim can also seek counseling services um, at their local family advocacy program. Okay, so there's a lot of support available, but, you know, one of the concerns obviously is is money. So we're talking today about transitional compensation. Uh, What is this and uh, who should a victim contact if they're eligible and in need of financial support? Sure. So the first outreach that may be helpful for the victim is directly to their uh, victim advocate or their legal assistance. If they're unsure who their victim advocate is, there you can go to the Military One Source page and click the In Crisis tab. And there they can locate the victim advocate based upon uh, their current location. Now, what are the benefits of transitional compensation? Obviously, it's, it's, it's financial support, but do the benefits differ from case to case? What does it cover? What does it, what does it provide? Sure. So the benefits um, are a temporary monetary monthly payment. Uh, the victim also has access to medical care through TRICARE or their uh, local military treatment facility. Uh, they can get commissary and exchange uh, privileges and other base resources such as counseling um, and victim advocacy service. The benefits do vary case by case, and that's the length of benefits. And then it does cover uh, compensation, and it can be anywhere from 12 to 36 months long, depending upon your service branch policy. All right. Well, let's let's bring Naja into the conversation here. So, Naja, how does a victim become eligible for transitional compensation? Who is eligible? Are we talking only spouses in this case? So they would make outreach to their local victim advocate or legal assistance service center. um, And the individual would have had to have been married to the service member at the time of the abusive incident. And the service member would have had to have been convicted of a dependent abuse offense or the service member was separated from the military under a courts martial sentence. Um, And that is based upon what is outlined in the Uniform Code of Military Justice or a civilian associated conviction. Now, the person who is receiving compensation 
cannot actually reside in the same household with the service member as part of their eligibility requirements. And then if they're receiving transitional compensation for more than 12 months, they will have to ensure to recertify with DFAS, which is the Defense Financial Accounting Services, um, each year whenever they receive that um, form. All right. So this is really important information. Let me ask the question from a different angle here. So in what instances might a victim not be eligible and what other services are are available? So benefits can actually vary on a case-by-case basis. If the service member has not been separated from the military, but the victim is no longer living with the service member and there's a history of abuse, then the victim may still be eligible under exceptional eligibility. Um, There are two tracks for this, and it is traditional eligibility, which are the things that are outlined, but then there's also exceptional eligibility, um, which specifically is at the discretion of the actual military service secretary. Um, If you're unsure, you can reach out to your advocates or legal assistance office to discuss further. And then if the service member is still in service and you're still married, but no longer living together, you still have the same benefits using your military ID. Um, These benefits include medical access to the family advocacy program, counseling and advocacy resources, financial counseling, commissary and exchange privileges. In terms of military one source, base legal, child development center, and those other things still are applicable as well. Now, in some cases, if the victim and the service member have separated, if the victim's receiving the service member's retirement or there is an alimony award that has been adjudicated in the civilian court, then they may not actually qualify for eligibility when it comes to transitional compensation. So there are a couple of nuances that should be accounted for, but we absolutely encourage everyone to reach out once again to an advocate at their local installation or the legal assistance um, center in order to discuss further. Yeah, that's right. Because we're covering a lot of detail in in this episode and there's even more. And of course, it gets nuanced to the individual. So there are links in the program notes to this episode. And through those links, you can speak to someone who can really get into the specifics of your individual situation. But um, kind of kind of relating to that, what would be the factors determining the amount of uh, compensation? So when we're looking at the amount of monetary monthly compensation, it's actually standardized and it's determined by the dependency and indemnity compensation rate that's actually set by the Department of Veterans Affairs. The number of children residing in the household at the time of the abuse It may also impact the amount of compensation allotted, um, as well as the rank and time and service. Those things don't impact the actual compensation, in addition to looking at um, the taxation associated with it. um, It's actually not taxable. And a really important program to note that it's separate and apart from the actual pay structure when it comes to a military member. How long does somebody get transitional compensation? So transitional compensation, an individual may be eligible to receive anywhere from 12 to 36 months. And this is dependent upon the service branch policy, in addition to the actual circumstances associated with the case, specifically 
potentially how long the service member had left in terms of time in service. So there's a lot of considerations there. In addition to if it's an enlisted individual who committed the abuse in comparison to an officer that committed the abuse. All right. Now, included in this is sometimes a move. So I'm familiar with a household goods move. I think a lot of people in the military are. But there's also something called a safety move. So what's a safety move and what's the difference between a safety move and a household goods move? So when we're looking at the household goods move, um, there is the factor of the household goods move is when your belongings on one vehicle can be moved at the government's expense. And the key factor with that is whether or not the service member actually had an eligibility for that household goods move. In comparison, a safety move is actually when the commander can request a service member and or their family to relocate to another installation due to safety concerns. This um, oftentimes is called, for instance, an expedited transfer or an early return of dependents when someone is stationed outside of the continental United States. And the prime aspect of the safety move is to ensure that the victim and any associated dependents who may be experiencing abuse is actually able to depart swiftly um, from wherever they are located and or provide separation for purposes of promoting victim care and safety. You know, uh, I'd like to bring uh, Marissa back into the conversation and talk about some of the links that we're putting in the in the program notes. So the first one is a page on Military One Source. Um, and it's a, it's about transitional compensation. Can you tell us a little bit about what people will find if they go to this page? Uh, sure. And Naja, please feel free to jump in if, um, if you have any additional information. But um, on the Military One Source page, there is an article. It's a very short article, easy to read, and it kind of gives you some of the basics about what transitional compensation is and what supportive services are available to you as the victim or somebody that you know that may need this uh, supportive service. The easiest way to find that article is actually just by typing in the search bar on the Military One Source page, transitional compensation, and it, and it should pop up pretty quickly. Um, there is also uh, the domestic abuse uh, victim advocate locator, um, and in that you can either uh, just usually put your zip code and then it will come up with uh, any victim advocates in your local area. Great. Well, this has been really very, very helpful information. And I do hope that people who are listening to this episode find value in it for themselves, or perhaps would be willing to share it with a friend. I think it's very, very valuable. And uh, I would just like to uh, get any final words. Uh, sure. I just want to reiterate that this is a supportive service um, for victims of abuse. And the eligibility is for uh, former spouses and children. That's service member was separated uh, at the time of abuse. And then also um, active duty victims of domestic abuse are also eligible for this. Um, so please, if you're unsure and you think you may need this support and you don't know if you're eligible, just reach out to your local victim advocate and they can help figure it out for you. Thanks to the both of you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Uh, Dr. Naja Barton and Marissa Thompson are with the Defense Department's Family Advocacy Program. 
and want to remind you that Military One Source is an official resource of the Defense Department. We are a website, we're a call center, we're on social media, and we are a podcast. So please subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts, because we cover a whole range of topics to help military families navigate military life. I'm Bruce Moody. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.